the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. with Summer Shore and Kat Taylor. We're just hanging out here in the studio. I'm so thankful and excited to chat with you, and thanks for joining us today. We both have kids that are close in age, um, except Kat has girls, and I have boys. So Kat, tell me about your family, and then I'll chime in about mine, and we'll go from there. Yeah, so I have two girls. My oldest is 10. That's Mm -hmm. Mia. And then my youngest one just turned eight a few weeks ago. Oh, awesome. Allie, and they couldn't be more different. Isn't that the truth? It is so funny how two different personalities can come from the same two people. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Like, how did this work? Now, uh, is one more like you and one's more like your husband? You know, or? yes and no. I mean, I really, truly think they have little bits and pieces yeah. of both of us. Um, my older one, uh, Mia, she'll just, she's up for anything. Mm-hmm. And she puts herself out there all the time like, all right, world, here I am. <laughs> In fact, the other day she said to me, Mom, I think I'm ready to introduce myself to the world. I need a YouTube channel. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Whoa! (laughs) She needs like a gala, like to kind of you know. Here I am. I'm in high society now. Exactly. Yes, that's what she needs. And then my other one, she had a basketball game last weekend, and she told me, "Mom, don't yell my name." (laughs) So the other end of the spectrum, there, she gets completely embarrassed if I make too much fuss. Yeah. No, I totally get that. My boys are well. My oldest Sam just turned thirteen, and then my youngest Jonathan is nine. Okay. And they are this. I mean, same, just completely opposite person. Personalities. Um, my oldest Sam is a lot like my husband, and okay. I see qualities of both of us in them. But but Sam is definitely he's more even keel, kind of more reserved, a little bit more quiet, more of an introvert. Like he loves being at home and just hanging out with the family. Right. My youngest son Jonathan is he's like the one that's going to be like, "Here I am, world, right. you know, <laughs> take me in, yes, in all my glory." Like yes. he's just. <laughs> I love it. He is Mr. Gregarious, and I, for better or worse, am that way as well. Yeah, no, for better, for sure, for better. That's kind. That's kind. But it is. It's interesting how different they can be, and how just wild their personalities are. And it is. It's fun sometimes seeing a little bit of me and sometimes I'm like oh they get that from me and other times I'm like oh good right they got yeah. that from me <laughs> I know you can always bet your dad's DNA all right that's right yeah <laughs> so one thing that is interesting though with boys and you may have experienced this at different timing but mm-hmm. friendships and sort of friendship drama like we're just starting to get into the friendship drama with my boys and some of it is kind of centered around sports they've got you know so and so is mouthing off during the game mm-hmm. and it was really annoying and and they kind of that's about the extent of it my younger son has had more drama but that's so part of Lee Priest's personality. I'm right. Um, you know, so he'll come home. How was your day? He's like, oh, it was awful. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> what happened? He's like, well, 
me and my friend are no longer friends. Oh, no. Yeah. And I'm like, well, give it a week, you yeah. know? And it is. Like, a week later, they're totally fine and having, you know, playdates and hanging out and stuff. But, right. But, yeah, it's been interesting kind of seeing some of that drama starting to develop. But what was that like for you with the girls? Yeah. Like, so, how old is your youngest? He's, so he's nine. He's nine. So, mm-hmm. he's starting to kind of handle this now. Yeah. I feel like with my girls, we've been dealing with this since they were six. Oh, wow. <laughs> or five, you know? And that really took me off guard with girls. It was like, wow, this girl drama really starts early. Yeah. And I don't remember that as a kid. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, but it is it is. It's the same thing. Well, so-and-so wanted to play with somebody else today, so it caused this big rift. And uh, But then again, you know, a week later, they're back to being friends. But it's just yeah. navigating those relationships and trying to figure it out. Yeah. It's, it's tricky. Now, I know with the boys, like, they tend to kind of just, they'll punch it out on the shoulder. Kind yeah. Kind of a thing. Yeah. And then they just move on. But they like, wrestle and they're good. Yeah, they're good. And, and I know for my younger son, because he is my more like emotionally volatile kid. Right. Um, you know, sometimes there's a few tears shed. Sure. Um, you know, and he's a little bit more sensitive to that, gets his feelings hurt a little bit more. My oldest son, you would never really know. Mm-hmm. Um, he just kind of internalizes it. Yeah. <laughs> but but is it, I mean, is it similar with girls or how do they work that out? Like how have you kind of walked them through right. problem solving with friend drama? It is. It's a lot of talking, you mm-hmm. know, because girls can't go around and punch each other or, or wrestle. I suppose they could. And, and my girls sometimes do. Yeah. Um, but my older one, you know, she had a good friend that she's been friends with for a while. And mm-hmm. then there was a year where her friend kind of wanted to do some other things. And she was like, uh, and I was talking to her through this and she really took it in stride. And she's like, well, I think she just wants to, you know, do something else for a while. And she was okay with it. She huh. didn't have like a big breakdown or, yeah. um, but my, my younger one, it's a little bit more tricky to navigate. Mm-hmm. Uh, she will come home. I mean, almost daily with, um, you know, so-and-so was mad at me or so-and-so doesn't want to play or this happened with this friend and they went off and did this. And, you know, I just talked to them that, hey, you know, sometimes friends just just need a break Um, or sometimes they just want to do something else. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. And I give them examples how I have friends that I've been friends with for years, but I maybe haven't spoken to them in weeks, but we're still good friends. Yeah. You kind of just pick up where you left off. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So it's just trying to give them examples of in my life. Well, I have friends that I talk to every day. I have friends that I talk to sometimes. And Mm -hmm. just those different lanes, I guess, that friends are in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, in different circles. I know growing up, I had friends from church group and I had friends from school. And at my birthday every year, I'd be like, let's get all the friends together. Yes. It it was always a little awkward, but it was fun to have everybody in one place. But you do. I think as you grow up and you have different interests and different things that maybe you're drawn to mm-hmm. with activities that you do. You kind of start developing friendships in multiple areas. Right. And, and it's nice to have that freedom to pick up where you left off right. with a friend. And you wish you could tell them, you know, in 10 years, you're going to look back and realize that's what's going on. But yeah. right now, this is their world. Right. So that's all they know are these friends that they see every day. Yeah. And it's just the rise and fall with those relationships is hard. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't really tell them, like, look at your friendships like the stock market. You right. Know, look at the overall progress, not <laughs> right. the every day up and down. Exactly. Exactly. No. I, I can't even do no. that as an adult sometimes. <laughs> well, I know one of the things with Jonathan, so he's my younger one, nine, mm-hmm. um, We've been talking about being a good friend to kids that are maybe a little bit more marginalized. Yeah. Um, And because he has such a big heart, he notices if there's a kid that's getting picked on and it bugs him. And so we've been talking about, okay, how can you be a good friend, you know, to the friends that are maybe getting picked on or they don't have as many friends? And he took it a little bit far because he actually, um, we got an email. He had been giving the answers to a test. Oh, no. To a kid that had been kind of picked on. He thought, I'll be a good friend and give him the answers. And so that was how he did it. 
So it was, he was trying to be, you know, in the service of a friend. So we had to talk about healthy boundaries right. for friendship and how helping how a friend really cheat. helping. Yeah, cheating is not really helping a friend. Yeah, <laughs> but but it was sweet. I mean, I kind of it warmed my heart that he really took it to heart to try and look out for a kid that was getting picked on a little Absolutely. bit. And, you know, let's draw him into the circle, and we talked about maybe sit together at lunch instead of swapping answers on a test. Yeah, but it came from such a good place, it so it's yeah. probably hard. You couldn't be mad at him, but no. just and had to explain. Yeah, exactly. And he totally came clean. Like he was like, "Oh no, I I made a mistake." He oh. was really like his little heart was repentant, and yeah, yeah. So he didn't get into any trouble. We just did some clarifying. Sure. On, Here's how to be a better friend. Right. Yes. No, but that's good. It's all yeah. a learning. It is for them. You know, yeah. it's so easy to be quick to get mad about something, or right. and I'm. I'm guilty of this. You know, mm-hmm. my first response sometimes is no, or why'd you do it? You know, but then mm-hmm. you step back and you're like, well, this every day is learning. You just, it's a teaching moment. Yeah. And it's, it's getting those moments to teach them, okay, this is how you could handle that better. Mm-hmm. And this is how we learn and grow from that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so good. So good. It's hard. Now, have your, it is hard. <laughs> it this is. whole parenting thing is hard. Oh my gosh. And there's no manual for this. No. It's like everybody's flying by the seat of their pants. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, having kids in general, I mean, I, I didn't do a lot of preparation for kids. I wasn't like, okay, yeah. I'm going to read this book and that book and know what kind of parenting style I'm going to have right? and, and that sort of thing. It's kind of been like, oh, I have kids. What next? <laughs> you know, and that's not always in, and obviously there's, you know, I've, I've been able to find resources that sure. to help navigate, but at, at the same time, it is. It's like, it's new. It's something new every day. Every day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, so... This, I'm just starting to get into some of the girl talk with my boys mm-hmm. in terms of crushes and, you know, they're starting to, there's rumors of, oh, so-and-so like so-and-so. Yeah. And Jonathan, my younger son, had, I think, two girls that liked him at the same time and that caused a whole new brand <laughs> oh, of <no>. drama. <laughs> he was immune to it, but there was some sort of a, an event. But my oldest son has sort of caught on to... The like, oh, let's talk about a crush. But his crush happens to go to a different school. Right. So he, I think he feels a little safer to kind of put it out there. Oh, yeah, yeah I've got a crush. And she's an eighth grader. Right. So she's a year ahead of him. Oh, so it's an older, older woman. woman. <laughs> <laughs> so he's 13. So he's really yeah. starting to kind of delve into that world right. a bit. Right. But I didn't know. Like, I remember being... Mia's age mm-hmm. and having a crush. I mean, oh, I, as yeah. long as I can remember, I had crushes. And yes. I don't know if that was just me or if that's girls. Or no. like, have you experienced that with your girls? I I have. And yeah. um, in fact, in first grade, I think was the first... I have a crush on so-and-so. I'm like, oh. you know, and I first want to be like, oh, you're too young to have a crush and move on, you right. know, but I'm like, okay, well, this is something that they're, they're feeling. So yeah. well, tell me, what do you, what do you like about them? <laughs> oh, what was the answer? It's like, oh, he's funny, you know? Oh, so I was yeah. like, well, that's good. I was like, you know, he, you can be just friends and, yeah. you know, and I probably went into more than she was ready for. <laughs> you know? It's like, okay, mom, whatever. I'm off to play. Right, um, right. But it is, it is, and they, they both have a so-and-so likes me or I have a crush on so-and-so mm-hmm. and it's all very cute and healthy stuff. Yeah. And I remember in second grade, I had a huge crush on, crush on this kid and I, I made him like this banner that said, I love you. And I'm absolutely <laughs> horrified now that, that I did that. And we were, we just grew up together and we're friends and mm-hmm. um, it, it was, it's just funny. But I think about, I have a second grader now and I'm like, if she did that, yeah. that'd be just, it, she wouldn't do it because that's not her personality. But right. um, it's funny to think about their little hearts, you know. So vulnerable. Yes. And they just, they wear it on their sleeve. Yes. That's that's the thing that amazes me. I think as adults, we we sort of guard. And that's some of that's from life experience. Sure. We've learned to guard our emotions and not wear it all on our sleeve. Sometimes we can't help it. Right. But I do remember being in fifth grade and a boy bought 
uh, brought flowers to my house. Oh, he wow. walked like a mile to my house and he had wiped out his mother's garden oh, <laughs> to bring me these flowers. He got grounded for like a week. You and were I, worth it, I'm sure. Uh, I was so touched. But no, I remember being like sort of this combination of like mortified mm. and thrilled because I was like, oh my God. I got flowers from a boy. Yes. And it, was, <laughs> and it was so exciting. Such a big deal. Yeah, I think I sat on my front porch for like half an hour not knowing what to do. <laughs> like he'd left. I was like, okay, now what? Now I got these flowers. I got to take them inside and like own up to the fact that I got flowers from a boy. Oh, that's really sweet. It was sweet. It was you know, sweet. what's funny, um, this past weekend, uh, Mia was gone on a camping trip mm-hmm. and uh, a boy that I had never seen before came by with his bike and was like, can, can Mia come ride bikes? And this is through my <laughs> My husband and yeah. he's like no she's away for the weekend and so he went on so I was telling Mia about this and she's like who was it mom who was it it's like <laughs> I don't know honey I've never seen him in my life and she's like I wonder if somebody drove all the way to my neighborhood and so she got on her bike and drove around the neighborhood looking for this mystery man as she oh, called wow. him. <laughs> but I think it really touched her that somebody had come to ride bikes yeah. with her um, and it turned out to be a neighbor's friend that I think she ran kind of knew you know yeah um, but it was it was just funny to see her react to oh who wanted to see me The mystery man. I love it. (laughs) One of the things that has been interesting with Sam, he's my very serious kid. Mm -hmm. I'm sort of preparing myself now for not just the first crush, but the first eventual heartbreak. Yeah. And that's, oh, I'm not ready for that. That's hard. And it's, especially if it's somebody close to us, you know, obviously I don't begrudge this sweet, sweet girl. If she has a crush, great, you know. Yeah. (laughs) She doesn't have to love my son forever. You know. But as a mom of a a son, you know, there's just that protective nature that probably kicks in you know like oh I gotta protect you from this pain there is and I think because he is just such a steady friend he's just loyal to all of his friends and so I think I feel that a little bit more with my younger son because he's he has a new friend every week he has a new crush every week it's always just something new you know it's the novelty is there for him and it's just not as deep of an attachment I think for my younger son which is makes sense too he's nine so he's not you know, not quite emotionally there. Yeah, at yeah. all. Like he just has no concept of it. Um, but for my older son, you know, he is. He's getting to that age where he's really going to start having feelings. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to brace myself, but he also is a talker. Um, with me. Oh, that's good. And with my husband. And so if there's something on his mind, he'll like sit down, especially right before bed. Mm. He'll sit down and be like, oh, mom, what about this? And he'll just, we'll just talk, which is so nice. I'm hoping that that stays that way, that dynamic. We've tried to continue to have those conversations because I think that's important. Like you were saying, you you just sit down and talk with them about what's going on in their life and how to process all the emotions and all of the feelings. and And ask questions. Yeah. And I love it that your son feels comfortable doing that because I think as they get older and go into those teenage years that's my hope is that my girls will yeah. always want to come talk to me yeah and I know that may not always be the case because as they get older they you know we're not the ones mainly influencing their right. lives so much anymore yeah um but I I love it that he talks to you thanks I'm I'm hoping that stays that way yeah like and I could see that I could see it staying that way with him with my younger son you know he's he's just a ball of excitement so we'll just see what see how see which direction he <laughs> Sam, goes yeah <laughs> Sam you can set your watch by you right. know and and not that he doesn't throw us some curveballs but but he just is a much more just steady steady kinda, kid yeah, yeah predictable and and yeah with Jonathan you can count on him to be unpredictable right right <laughs> that kind of sounds like my two girls yeah. that's so funny their personalities and you know speaking of talking I just my favorite moments with them mm-hmm. are right before they go to bed because yeah. it's always something comes up from their day that they mm-hmm. didn't 
tell me earlier or something that's really been on their their mind and yeah. um, that's I find that that's when they really open up and yeah. so I always want to you know it's so easy to want to rush bedtimes like okay I'm ready to just to go relax and <laughs> yeah. have my me time uh, but I really try to just sit there with them and just let them let them talk about their day whatever it mm-hmm. is um, and I love that they they still want to do that yeah oh that's wonderful yeah and I think it's that experience it's that habit of mm-hmm. having the freedom to talk about what's on their mind even if Bedtime's on the line. You know, you're yeah. taking those few extra minutes. I think that communicates to them that you are available right. and that you're invested. You care about what's going on in their day, even if it's something that maybe to us is like not a big deal. Right. Minimal. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, I definitely have had those days where it's like, oh, I'm so tired. I just, <laughs> just go to the, bed. I just want to put on my fuzzy <laughs> pants and be done for the day. Right. <laughs> but but yeah, I think it's important to to slow down enough to appreciate those moments mm-hmm. and let them kind of work through stuff. Because it I, it does, it seems like bedtime is when everything sort of kind of settles to the top Yeah. Um, in terms of whatever's on their mind or their hearts or if there's an anxiety that they're right. experiencing. Like bedtime is always when it sort of comes to the surface, it seems like. Yeah. And when they're kids, that's when you get the funniest quips out of them. <laughs> you know, true. like how they're processing their day. <laughs> and I always thought, oh, I, I got to write down the, yeah. all those sayings that they used to say because I've forgotten them all now. But yeah. I just remember laughing at the things they would say. Yeah. And they're not <laughs> trying to be funny. They're just being totally themselves. Right. And <laughs> they do. They say the best stuff yes. right about them. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Something that my uh, daughter said to me just last night, even, and I don't know where she's getting this or, you know, what she's been watching or mm-hmm. reading lately. Um, but she said, just out of the blue, so mom, was it your cute hairstyle that made daddy fall in love with you? <laughs> and I said, what? <laughs> like, no, 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 no. It wasn't, it wasn't just my hairstyle. Um, no. And, and so we had this little conversation about, okay, what, uh, what is attractive and not so much what is attractive, I guess, mm-hmm. just, no, he fell in love with my heart and my personality yeah. and and, you know, it was just a little chance to go a bit further. I didn't want to, you know, overwhelm her. Right. Um, but it was funny that she's starting to process, okay, looks and yeah. how, you know, we present ourselves and what do I wear every day mm-hmm. and how that's kind of becoming a little bit more. She's becoming more aware of it. Yeah. Right it's now. interesting when they start to transition to that. I, I had a friend call it the invisible audience. Yes. Like they're always walking around like there's this invisible audience just analyzing them and yes. watching them. And I'm like. There's nobody here but me, you know. It's the YouTube thing. I think it's yeah. from watching YouTube so much. It <laughs> must be. <laughs> they feel like they're always doing something for a YouTube channel. Right? Their audience is, yes. is waiting and watching. <laughs> Maybe that's just my house, but yeah. <laughs> no, um, I love, though, that what you did was draw attention to the fact that your value mm, didn't come from your looks. Right. That what your husband fell in love with was your heart. And that's so precious to be able to teach not just our daughters but our sons as well that your value is more than just what's on the outside that you have character qualities that god's given you that are really precious and valuable and worthy Mm -hmm. of of true and honorable love yeah Yeah. absolutely and i my same daughter has asked me before mom why do you wear makeup do you think it makes you look pretty and (laughs) and she's in a very loving way yeah somewhat sarcastic um and i said well no honey it just it makes me feel good and i Mm -hmm. said you don't ever have to wear it if you don't want to yeah um and that's 
totally fine. So it's finding that, teaching them about that for girls, I think, that mm-hmm. balance between taking care of yourself, looking good, you know, wearing certain, you know, when you go to church, you, you might dress up a little bit more mm-hmm. sure. um, in just certain situations, but that it's it's okay. It's just, it's one thing. It's not yeah. the most important thing. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of a, a challenge, not a challenge, but moving is, forward yeah. into, as they're getting older, yeah. like, okay, how am I going to navigate this? And right. how I present myself, modeling how I want them to view themselves as they get older, or mm-hmm. what they find value in. Does it totally sense. makes sense. And we're, we're kind of walking a similar fine line with our oldest because he's old enough now that he needs to comb his hair. Yeah. Right. It right. Matters. Take a bath. You take a bath. Take a shower, you know. <laughs> and he's never like opposed to it necessarily. It just doesn't occur to him because mm-hmm. he's like busy. He's, he's doing a boy. Stuff. Yeah. He's a boy. He's, yeah. he's got other things that he'd rather be doing. Um, but we're trying to teach him, you know, the value of self-care. Right. Of, hey, this is the age where you shower every day and you comb your hair and someday soon you're going to be shaving. Right. You know, which is right. a crazy thought to me. Um, but, but it's, it is a fine line of, you know, why does it matter how I look Mm -hmm. is something that he said, you know, and we've had to kind of clarify, this is just part of growing up and learning how to take care of yourself. Right. We think you look great. Yeah. Yeah. You're beautiful no matter what. Yeah. You're a handsome guy. You got a lot going for you, you know, but but this is just part of self-care and responsibility of taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And it, it has, it's been that fine line where we've really had to stop and clarify, okay, this is why we do these things. Right. It's not to impress other people. It's because, you know, we're taking care of ourselves. Yeah. 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 And I love how you put that. It's self-care. I never really thought of approaching it that way, I, you know, but, um, but yeah, that's a good way to, to kind of look at it. Like, okay, we just, you're growing up, you know, yeah. you're getting older, you got to take care of certain things. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Well, it's funny you mentioned YouTube a little bit ago, cause I'm yes. curious what, I know what my boys watch on YouTube yeah. and they have sort of limited access. There's a lot of crazy stuff on oh, YouTube. My goodness. So we really try to curate what they're watching to make sure it's appropriate. Right. But for my boys, it's a lot of watching someone else play a video game that they already own. Yes. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so wild. Like, how is this entertaining? I don't know. My my girls will watch people make slime. Slime? It's a whole thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, all the different kinds of slime you can make. And I've, I've had to ban slime from our house because it got completely out of control. I found it on our ceiling, on our oh, carpet. No. I'm like, okay, we're done with the slime. Um, but yes, it is so entertaining to them. And they'll watch the same video over and over. And they know yeah. all these YouTube kids and it's it's yeah it's really bizarre because it obviously it's nothing we grew up with right but it's this whole other uh, platform for yeah. kids to, yeah. to discover things now yeah and you can learn just about anything yes on youtube we've looked at like piano lessons right and guitar lessons to slime now slime is something my kids would probably be into they would probably love it yeah. and it starts off as like okay sure that's kind of scientific which right. you know maybe it is the first couple times around but then it's just <laughs> like oh come on and my husband will say i'll let you watch youtube if you're going to learn something, you know? Yeah. So yeah, like learning an instrument or right. learning about a different country or something educational would yeah. be one thing. Yeah. But just watching kids do crazy things. Is... Oh, I know. I just, so Minecraft is like my kid's favorite. Oh yeah. To that's watch. huge. Dan TDM is a guy who has a channel and, and he's got other channels that are a little bit for older kids, mm-hmm. um, but his main channel is pretty kid friendly. There's no language and he's very upbeat and yeah. positive and stuff. Um, so they're allowed to watch his channel. Um, but it's like the videos are 20 to 30 minutes of him 
playing Minecraft. And I'm like, you guys, you have Minecraft. Like, right. you could actually play with your friends. You could watch each other. <laughs> but now they're wanting to make their own videos oh, yes. of themselves playing Minecraft to put, on, <laughs> to put on YouTube. I'm like... And you know what? They would have a million followers because I that's know. the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. If there was... I'm going to put you on the spot now. No, uh-oh. Um, so what is... I guess maybe one of your main priorities in raising young women. Like if there's one thing that your girls, when they grow up, say, oh, my mom always told me. Right. I think for me, I want them to grow up with a strong sense of self Mm. and who they are, who they are in Christ and Mm -hmm. who they that it's okay to be themselves and not to change for anybody or anything. Yeah. Um, I know we're about to hit those tricky years yeah. in in middle school where you, you do want to fit in and you do want to be a certain way or do a certain thing, but to be okay with not doing that. I, I, I know that's kind of a general way of saying things, but, um, no, I think it's good. I mean, cause it's not, there's not just one thing right, right. that we want to teach our kids, but I think there's a goal in mind. There's the kind of woman that we want our daughters to be, or the kind of man that we want our sons to be. Yeah. And I know for my husband and I, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, we want them to be someone who stands up for what's right, yeah. who stands up for others. Right. You know, so if they see somebody getting picked on like Jonathan did, yeah. you know, maybe they don't give them the answers to right. a test. We're <laughs> working on that. But right. Yeah. Yeah, we're refining that. But but they step in and they say, hey, come sit with me. Or, hey, guys, knock it off. Quit being like mm. that. You know, that if they see injustice, that they would rise to the occasion. Yes. And not just be a bystander, but that they would be men of honor and integrity. Oh, and, I love that. Yeah. And I'm, it's so important to have men like that. Um, it is. You know, and you're doing the right thing by raising them to be those kind of men. Oh, and thanks. I love that. <laughs> as we all, as all of us mothers breathe a collective sigh of like, relief. Like, oh. It might be working. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad there'll be boys like yours growing up at the same time my girls are growing Likewise, up. Likewise, and that there will be young women like your daughters. <laughs> the world will be a better place yes. for having them. <laughs> and you know, it's funny. I, I hear a lot of people say, oh, I'm just dreading these teenage years. And I don't want to be like that. And I don't no. think it has to be. And mm-hmm. I, I'm i not naive. I know there's going to be those moments. And I know sure. there's going to be door slamming and, and <laughs> conflict and that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, I just want to embrace each stage with my kids and to be there where they are and just to help them through whatever that is. Yeah. Ask me in five years, I might be like, oh, when is this going to be over? (laughs) (laughs) But I don't want to, I don't want to go in with this dread that I hear a lot of parents jokingly say. Sure. But at the same time, it's like, oh, I I don't, I don't want to have that attitude. Well, and wouldn't it be great to offer a counter narrative to that? I think, you know, how we carry ourselves as parents does influence the other parents around us. And so what if we went into the teenage years embracing it? Yeah. And saying, you know what? I am so looking forward to seeing the young man that my son is becoming. He's a cool kid. And I actually heard something interesting um, that it takes us seven seconds to process something negative that Mm. we hear. It takes us 30 seconds to process a compliment. Mm. And it has to be like an intense 30 seconds, like you're making eye contact and you're letting it sink in. And so the challenge was posed when you give your kid a compliment or you're complimenting someone to look them in the eye and then wait oh, and wow. be there in the moment and kind of let it settle in. And it, it makes for kind of a humorous right, kind of moment. scenario as you're standing there right. locking eyes with this someone. This is awkward. <laughs> but I, you know, I really am enjoying who my son is becoming yeah. and both of them. And I had a chance, Sam had had kind of a, a down day and I looked at him and I was like, hey, look at me. I really, really like you. Mm. You are an awesome guy. And then we just kind of sat there and you could see it. You could actually see it process. Yeah. You know, as I took the time to keep looking at him, I saw it kind of absorbing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
that was a moment. Oh, oh I want to hang that. on to that moment and just the look on his face. And I hope that he always looks at me like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I heard a quote one time that was, um, how you speak to your children becomes their inner voice. Ooh. And I think that is so true. Yeah, it is. And they hear how we speak about them to mm-hmm. other people. Right. So if they hear, oh, so-and-so did this again today, or I'm not looking forward to that, you know, they're mm-hmm. going to internalize that. Yeah. Even though we may meet, mean it jokingly or just kind of off the cuff. Sure. They, being the vulnerable, you know, ages yeah. that they are, really yeah. take that to heart. Yeah. So I, I remember that a lot. That's good. I like that. I'm going to tuck that Hold away. On to that. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to put that in my back pocket. <laughs> Oh, this has been so much fun. Yes. Kat, thank you so much for joining me yeah, today. I was so and, happy to be here. Oh, it's been fun. It's been fun. So stay tuned. We're going to have more of these podcasts. They come out twice a month on Mondays. You can check it out at thefishportland.com or kpdq.com for the best day ever. <laughs> Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's Dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.